with everyone you knew. You would see the greatest gifts would be from me. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. Bum, 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 bum. On that note, what's up, everybody? Hey! <laughs> Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. We have a very special guest with us yes, today. Do tonight, I should say, it's late as fuck. Whoa, <laughs> it is. Dang, we are starting really late, but we're we having do... midnight margaritas, but not really. But not really. Ooh. Midnight cocktails, yes, all day, every day. Miss Lenny is joining us yes. today. How you doing? She is good. My, one of my favorite people in the whole world. One of my best friends from college. I met her five minutes ago, and I love her. Right? She flew here from New York City. New yes. York City, center yeah. of the universe. <laughs> Times are shitty, but I'm pretty sure they can't get worse. I don't know; they're pretty worse. Really no, bad. It, can it, worse. it can get worse. But yeah. But we will open up a restaurant in Santa Fe on another day. <laughs> yes. Today we're gonna pair an amazing cocktail with an amazing movie. Bah, bah, bah. And you right. got, oh my god, I'm so excited right now. All right, you guys. So for this week's cocktail, mm -hmm. we are doing Ghost in the Graveyard. Oh my god. Is that not a great name for this? Yeah, no, this is good. Okay, That's really so good. what you're going to do is two ounces of black vodka, which is a special sort of vodka, but mm. I did not want to do that because today, you guys, I had a fucking shitty ass day. I was driving on the freeway on the way here, and something flew and hit my driver's side passenger window. Sing it, girl. It fucking shattered it. So. Oh my I didn't have the money or the time to go get us some black vodka. So all I did was get some food coloring and made it black. Okay. So it was just regular vodka. But we were low on vodka. So I also put the rest of our whipped cream vodka in there. So it's going to have a hint of that like Ooh. Wow. flavor in it. Nice little spin. Yes. Okay. We and might get a little fucky uppy. A little fucky uppy. <laughs> and then you're going to put two ounces of Kahlua. You're going to shake it. And then in a rocks glass, you're going to put some dry ice. We added again. And you're going to put scoop of vanilla ice cream. We have French vanilla ice cream. Oh my God, yes. So oh I'm about to pour God. that on That's top. That's the part I'm excited have. about. I'm going to record this. I got this. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Whoa. That shit looks Whoa. dark. Wait, is the Kahlua already in there? Yeah. Oh my God. This is going to be toxic. I just didn't want to do it without. It, it looks like Billy Butcherson's blood. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Oh, this is wow, amazing. Awesome. It smells incredible, too. Hey, baby. Come get your drink. Smash these in the building, by the way. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, this is vodka, babe. I don't know if you're going to. Oh, yeah. Smashly don't do vodka. Uh -oh. but if you don't want it, give it to me and I'll put it in. I may need a spoon hey, for this. Oh, my God. I uh, got you. Look at you. It said serve with everything. spoon. All right. Oh my God. And this, my friends, is Ghost in the Graveyard. Ghost in the Graveyard. Cheers. Cheers. To that. Cheers. All right, let's see how this looks. Woo. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, so I just want to say something. It's got a little bite to it. That basically, this is a white Russian. It doesn't it take, I, I was going to say, it takes because a little like a white Russian. Because it's vodka, Kahlua, and I get the coffee in this. Ooh, yeah. actually, I mean, like an affogato. Espresso ooh. and ice cream Would with you a be Kahlua? offended if I added some uh, coffee? No. <laughs> Just because uh, your boy worked a 14-hour shift, and I want to be awake for this podcast. I'm just yeah. telling you that if you like 
If you like white Russians, this is your thing. You don't have to use the black vodka. That's not even necessary. But the ice cream adds the cream, and it's very, very cool. I like the look of the vodka, though, too. Right? It makes this so much more It's a little greener than I want. We haven't had something like this since podcast number one. Oh, this is kind of full circle because that was our first drink. Episode number one was white Russian. Yeah. I'm going to pour a little coffee in mine. And it was a kind of crappy white Russian, so I would have loved to redo that one. Yeah. I feel um, like I'm conjuring. Can I interest like, you, or are you good? Where I, you're, I'll take a little, a little I'll, I'll let you pour it because I don't know how much you want. Thank you. Wow, this is really cool. Well, let me get some. Yeah, a little late night. Pick me up. Oh, love. I had a little caffeine because, you know, who knows how long these episodes are going to be. Go. Oh, my Oh, God. yeah. All right, people, buckle in because we got a great movie for you. Mm. But before that. Yep. What kind of herstory you got for us? It's time for herstory on the great Kahlua, y'all. Yes. Now, we've used Kahlua before, especially Kahlua. in one of our favorite cocktails on the show. Uh-huh. Sexual chocolate. I was Ooh. just talking about the sexual, sexual chocolate, chocolate today. Mm-hmm. I love it. The sexual right. chocolate was oh, so good. Ooh, that coffee actually, that was good. It's a nice I little like addition. I like it. All right. So Kahlua, it's not as old as I thought, but older than I thought. That didn't make sense. (laughs) I thought it was older, but then when I found out how old it was, I was like, oh, well, I kind of thought it was. Anyway. Not as old as your Grammy, but maybe as old as your mommy. (laughs) No, it's as old as my Grammy, not my great Grammy. (laughs) So in 1936, it started Kahlua. It's named after uh, Kahlua means house of the mustache alcalo alcala people they're like uh Helen's dying over here does she know what i'm talking about i don't know have you seen life no wait yes i've seen life okay every time that zenobia has a little brain fart i always ask her if the mustache is too big yeah and it's from life because martin has a little brain fart on set and Eddie Murphy catches him because he's wearing a big ass fake prop mustache. <laughs> What's wrong? The mustache too big. <laughs> That's amazing. Zenobia uh, does not have a mustache. I do not. Suitors out there. Thank you. I'm still <laughs> taking applications, you guys. It's always open. Doors always open. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really? I don't know if you know this, Ellen, but... The door's always open and for- the meter's always running. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for my true love on this show. Very eligible. Okay, so. What was that? <laughs> so, okay, so this is how Kalua started. So, four friends got together and they kind of were like, we should kind of start a business together. And oh, one she one- was going for a spoon. I thought she was being I thought she was giving you a hug, That's too. fucked up. <laughs> I thought she was, too. Smashly, don't care. <laughs> that, was so- a, that was a pity kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they get together and one of the friends is like, hey, you know, I grow coffee beans. And the other guy's like, mm. I'm a fucking chemist. We should like get together and kind of come up with something. And this is their birth and child. And they created Kahlua. Kahlua. Coffee liqueur. Yes. I love it. It is one of the first, if not the first, coffee liqueur. I'm pretty sure it is the first. And not until about the 40s did it come here to the U.S. And an expired... 
white Russians and black Russian drinks. And by the 60s, people were adding it into their coffees, you know, for a little midday pick-me-up. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) it just kind of grew from there. And Kahlua is the biggest coffee liqueur company in the whole world, right, as we speak. Everybody loves Kahlua. If you love, like, you know, coffee and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Even coffee companies have Kahlua-flavored coffee. Like, my mom has, like, I've seen her got the... What are the little pods that you put in there? Oh, like yeah, a the fucking, espresso pods? Yeah, there's like a Kahlua Your one. has got one of them? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. They make that for, like, the Keurigs and, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't think it's, like, alcohol Dope. in Flesh. there. But it's just Kahlua f- flavor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my history. I just want to sing Kahlua, but every time I think of it in my head, it just comes out, Kaleluya. I just think of like Hallelujah, because <laughs> it's so good. So that you're like singing uh, spiritual hymns to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 So <clears throat> Helen, before yes. we start about this amazing movie, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, we go back to college. We do. But what we go back to the front door. We go back to about 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes ago. We'll treat this as a, a speed dating situation. This really so, is. Boom. Uh, your name is Lenny. My name is... Helen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my little nickname, my niece coined. So she's so sweet. But yeah, living in Brooklyn, uh, doing stand-up, doing some writing out there. Brooklyn stand Brooklyn. Up, <laughs> up in Bushwick. I love that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, old it's old man hustle. Um, but yeah, just living in Brooklyn, kind of doing my thing. We met in San Francisco. We lived out there. Yeah. Uh, I had a mutual appreciation for Snoop Dogg and horror films, and it butted our romance. <laughs> that'll First do it. First day of class, we First, were yes, partnered that's together. That's it'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. To do a scene. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we rehearsed one day, and I was like, hey. Will you like come with me down the street to go pick up Snoop Dogg tickets I bought off of Craigslist? She's like, sure. I would definitely. Am I getting that second ticket? (laughs) I did. I did ask though. She did ask. I was like, I would totally give it to you, except that you got someone for that ticket. My great friend Caitlin Mm -hmm. betrothed to Caitlin. Yeah, always and forever. Yeah, love that. They have friends now, so it's love that woman. I love you if you're listening. So um, listen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you see hits from Canada, that's her. That's her. <laughs> Kenyatta. Okay. But yeah, that's how we met. And, that's, mm-hmm. and I'm here just enjoying my she time moved, with you. She moved next door to me. <laughs> I did. She became did my neighbor. Literally the house right next door. Next door. She didn't even know. We didn't she, even know. She's like, I think I'm on your street. <laughs> What's the house address? She told me, I'm like, bitch, that's next door. <laughs> <laughs> That was a uh, 41st in Irving? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh in San Francisco God. days. San Francisco. So, yeah. We had some good times. Yeah, we did. We slept at each other's house. Wow. Stayed at each other's house. Went to Burning We're Man together. We're not going to skip past the fact that you said, yeah, we did the way that you said. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we get in trouble. We do. This, this is not a rated R p- podcast, is it? I mean, mom. yeah. NC-17. <laughs> My mom does listen, however. Religiously. <laughs> yes, she Hi, really mama. Does. She really does. But she's learned a great deal about me already. She's, Good. I mean, I have no other secrets, really. And if I do, then it'll be at the bottom of this class. I always had a theory that don't do anything you're ashamed to tell your mama. Then I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> when I started the show, they told me, all right, now, I hope Jeanette, you do really insane. good on the show. Yeah. But... 
Mama B Can is you a not cuss on the show? Aww. That's what she told me. <laughs> and since day one, I've been motherfucking cussing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that woman. Damn, Gina. We say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And no fucks are given. So, are you guys ready for the stats? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so if you haven't guessed by the name of the drink, we are doing poltergeist. Poltergeist. Ugh. They're here. Scary. You know, uh, you guys know Jason is not a fan of scary movies, so. And I never seen it before this week. Really? No. Oh. I never had a reason. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I watched this as a child. Yes. Probably shouldn't have, but I did. And uh, it scared the shit out of me in so many ways. All right, so here's the stats. Oh my god, yes. This is Sorry, a good drink, right? This drink is so good. I just dove into the ice cream. Me too. So this movie dropped June fourth, nineteen eighty two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nineteen eighty two. I wasn't even born yet. None of us were here. I'm but proud we still to say that none of us were here. We weren't here, but I don't get to say that all the time. Not all the time, but no one was here in this house. In 1982. So the budget was $10 million. Okay. So transferred it into today's money, that's $26 million. Nice. And it made $77 million in today's money, $205 million. Yeah. Worldwide. So it made a lot of money. Rotten Tomatoes. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's going to be critics, 85%. Audience, 79%. Zenobia, I'm going to side with the audience on the 79%. It is a really good movie. Mm -hmm. And I bet it was even better in 82 when we weren't desensitized and technology was better. Yeah, I mean, it isn't as good as now, so... They worked with what they had mm-hmm. back then. The special effects, yeah, they were lacking a little there bit. There were some of them where you're like... because <laughs> we're so used to the more modern mm-hmm. Im- images. I just want to say true. my drink with the ice and the ice cream turned real slushy. Be careful, oh. don't... Oh, yeah, don't need the dry ice. It's at the bottom. I see it's bubbling. All right. So are you guys ready for the motherfucking drinking game? Game. Ah. I'm ready. I'm ready. You yeah. ready? I'm ready. What the fuck? <laughs> you need more coffee? No, I just wanted to throw you a curveball. <laughs> That's for tomorrow. <laughs> so, Y'all dipping into my tomorrow's energy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Save it up. So, the drinking game. You're going to take one simp. Uh-oh. When Carol says, Mommy. 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 can't see you. Are you in the light, mommy? Oh, my God. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> that little... Oh, sorry. Okay. She also does it a lot just like when she's in the house. She mm-hmm. says mommy a lot. She so, does. So get your drink on for that. You're going to take one simp when you see a shot of the suburbs. Okay. Oh, like a panel oh, okay. shot? Yeah. Like- and they show the neighborhood. Wide and how every house looks the same. I just want to say that their house looks like my neighbor's house. Like... Their neighborhood looks like my fucking neighborhood, which was built in the late 80s. So, mm. except their staircase is so weird, is mm-hmm. it not? Like, uh, it's just odd for that house. It's, uh, it's 70s. A str- it's a strange architectural style where they yeah, did it like right in the middle of the room. Yeah. 
it, 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 it does throw it off a little I guess. bit. Mm-hmm. I guess. It's a little Brady Bunchy. Sure. I don't know. So you're going to take one simp when you see the tree. I don't like the tree, Dad. This is an old tree. It's been around here a long time. Hey, it was here before my company built the neighborhood. That fucking tree. That oh spooky, spooky God. tree outside his window. <sighs> He's like, I, I moved here next to the tree. He knows everything about us, Rob. That's why I built a house next to it. So it could protect us. You and, and Carol Ann and Dana and your mom and me. It's a very wise old tree. Seven's trying to fucking eat his kid. <laughs> his son knew from the beginning. He was like, Dad. Chop that shit down, please. It reminds me of the tree from Harry Potter that whoops their asses mm, in the car. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that scene, though. Uh-huh. That's so That's good. That's a great That's scene. Such a good so, like, you gonna crash into me? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, you're going to take a sip every time the snow is on the TV. Ah. Okay. Creepy as shit. But, I mean, that poster of her in front of the TV is it's probably iconic. one of the coolest posters ever. You know, you just see her. Oh, her whole here. in the first reflect. Oh my god! I <laughs> sometimes I hear that like haunting of it, but like her face when it reflects back. Yep, is yeah. always the, and that's the beginning tone of the film. Like, like it's just oh, so creepy. You change like, real quick from like just a dead bird to this <laughs> All right, so you gonna take a simp every time the national anthem is played? I believe it was, they played it all twice. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't remember it being so It plays a few times. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for people who are young, including ourselves, um, I had to do some research by asking my old people in my life about this. But back in the day, TV would go off at like 1 o'clock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like go they didn't off. Have any state, they didn't have any programs at overnight. Yeah, like go off as in the last thing that you see in here is the national anthem and the flag. And then once it was done... Snow. This is something we can't imagine now with 24-hour no. everything. Whoa, I, I didn't know this. They started, oh, see? They started you filling just... that shit in with the Home Shopping Network. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I would believe. Home Shopping Network and all those, like, look at this chopper. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, what are those? What are those infomercials? Chop. You're going to yeah. love my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, my arms just can't get those toned down. Well, I got the shake weight. <laughs> you know, like, we got all that shit now. But back then... I did one of those. The TV would go off. The TV would go off. <laughs> For what? I don't know. It never aired. <laughs> Thank God. I don't want to know. <laughs> so it was an exercise thing that did not work. Like, oh wow! You know what it looked like? It looked like those old school uh, pillows that you set on the floor with the two arms that stick out of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm supposed to exercise with this shit. I'm like, I feel like I should be sitting in front of my TV right now. Uh huh. Eating ice cream. <laughs> All right, so you're going to take one simp. One simp. Every time something moves I keep on, on t- its own. Uh, yeah, take a simp when I, I say simp. I have been, and I'm already subconsciously, out. Yeah, that's okay, what happens. I'm sorry. After the drinking game, I will uh, make you enough. That's okay. what happens. Okay, so you're going to take a simp. <laughs> I was really committed. I was like, bow. Oh, don't sorry, you okay. worry. Don't you worry your pretty little head. Okay, so you're going to take one simp when something moves on its own. So, like, the... Piano or the chair, the chair. That fucking chair. Or Carol, <laughs> Carol Ann going across the fucking floor in the kitchen. Mommy, that bird. Oh, sweetie, I'm sorry. The phone needs more wax. You're going to take a sample, okay? <laughs> 
You're also going to take a simp when the closet door is open. Oh, <gasps> no. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm trying to get y'all fucked up. Yeah, you are. On this ice cream drink. You guys need to try this shit for real. It's, it's so really good. good. It looks kind of weird, but tastes fucking good. So, um, you are going to take a simp when someone walks into the kitchen. I'm going to check the kitchen. No. No, I'll do it. I'll check the kitchen. You check your room. Because the kitchen is one of the hearts of the house. Mm -hmm. the, the closet being another one. But that kitchen, though, don't it'll be fucking up in there. The chairs kept fucking moving. Is that where a uh, homeboy looks into the mirror? No, that's the bathroom. No, he goes in the bathroom. But when he's in the kitchen, that's when the steak starts moving and then a little shit comes mm. out of it. Oh. So you're going to take one simp. Love it. When you see that motherfucking clown... Sorry, Smashly. Uh, that clown is that creepy. That clown. Sucks. And but. clowns were creepier. I mean, it modern it is like really super creepy for I sure. Mean, he is but really like creepy. when I was a kid and those old clowns would come on, I just would get so scared. There mm -hmm. was like a, a certain scaredness mm -hmm. during that time. Do you I feel like because he's like John Wayne Gacy fucking gonna kill you? Yeah. It like especially like uh, yeah, the look, the of hair. All the people to mention. He was the killer clown. He was the killer clown. <laughs> and then there's just like so many killer clowns in like modern TV too. And I'm like, ah, they're everywhere. Oh, man. Well, I'm sorry for bringing that torture to you. Take a, take a sample on that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to finish your drink when the parents are smoking weed. Nice. I love it. I mean, Carol Ann last night and all last week, you know. And me when I was 10. I have no clue. I've watched that scene a million times, and I still have no clue what the fuck they're talking about. They're just mumbling random high people shit when you're high. They're talking about TV. swimming or diving or. She's talking shit. about going on a date and coming home, and her dad thinks something happened and like searched her for hickeys and everything else. And then she's like, you know, and then she's like, oh shit, what happens if like Carol Ann sleepwalks and fucking falls in the pool and there's no water in it? And he's like, oh, it's just random ass shit. But it's not random at the same time. Yeah. I guess it's not. I don't know. Because it feeds into the story. And it all builds together. Mm -hmm. I guess the pool thing, yes. But the other part, I was always like, what the fuck does this have to... Just showing that you guys are a fucking pothead to love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're going to finish... <laughs> you're going to finish your drink when Marty peels his face off. Oh, <laughs> my God, yes. He <laughs> uh, just rips it. <laughs> you're going to finish your drink... When Steve yells at his boss. You son of a bitch, you left the bodies and you only moved the headstones! You only moved the headstones! It's like you moved the, the headstones, but you left the bodies! Mm -hmm. What the fuck? You fucking douche. You moved the headstones. But you left the bodies. One, that's fucked up because you did that, of course, to everybody else. But then you let me build my motherfucking house. On top of this, uh -huh. <laughs> you didn't even give me a heads up. If you could have gave me a heads up, I probably would have just lived somewhere else and probably still hustled those houses. They were paying; they were about to pay him some good ass money. Yeah, for real. That's just me. You got anything else to add to the drinking game, you guys? Uh, no. I think you hit all of them. Really, I'm getting good at this. That was a good. That was really. That was a good list. Well, I mean, I already finished my drink. I'm good. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, that is the motherfucking drinking game. Mm. Mm. 
I still hear Seth's voice every time you sing that now. Because he wanted to follow up and he's like, the motherfucking drinking game. You can still you can still it. We're still in it. I'm not I'm not pointing it. I don't have that Texan twang in my voice that he does. Well, I guess we're gonna have to bring him back. I can. Okay. He is the most recurring guest on this podcast. I would have to say Joe is. He was on there like three times. No, it was twice. Three times. He was twice with you and once with me. Word. Remember we did... Uh... Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Joe. Joe, Joe. Damn it, yeah. Joe. Oh, and Landon was on here once, too. Yeah, no, I saw I saw the one with him and Landon. That was awesome. <laughs> we were all college friends, you guys. We all went to the same academy. So, um... Academy of Art. Go Knights. This is quite a... <laughs> Go over Urban Knights. Urban Knights. This movie is quite a... What would you call it? It's not gory because no one dies. Yeah, nobody dies. Mm-mm. So, yeah. yeah. So, Poltergeist. Uh, this movie, written by the great Steven Spielberg, produced by the great Steven Spielberg, not directed by the great Steven Spielberg. Nope. However, slightly directed by the great Steven Spielberg. Yes. Can I bring up something? Yes. So... Steven Spielberg wrote this movie, and he wanted to direct it, but he was directing E.T. at the time, mm. and was under contract that he would not be directing another movie while he was directing E.T. Gotcha. So he got someone else to do the movie, and he was doing E.T. at the same time, but E.T. was like a little behind, mm. so he spent a lot of his time on this set. So there's debate on if he really is the director for this movie. Mm-hmm. Because if you watch it and you know Steven Spielberg, you could see some of his like shots. Sure. There's also, um, they say, two different openings for this movie. Interesting. To, sh- to show you the two different sides of, I guess, the direction of this movie. So at the beginning when it's super dark and they're doing like the national anthem or whatever, they have, uh, what's the, what is the director's name? Toby. His name is oh, Toby, Toby Hooper. Yeah, so they he have, did a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He did. Yes, he did. Which is a movie that I would like to have on here one day, but I know that you would fucking hate that shit. No, that movie legitimately <laughs> terrifies me. I can't watch it that often. That and Clockwork Orange. I can't watch Ooh, those two on a regular basis. It's it's but a, yeah, I get you. Yeah, it's a great movie. I just can't watch it all the time. No, but totally he, you can see his eye a little bit in it too, though. Toby's. Yeah, when you see like the gory stuff. So you definitely see the collaboration between the two. Mm-hmm. I definitely. I mean, he, low key, Steven Spielberg was directing that fucking shit. He also has like so when they show Steven Spielberg's name, it'll be like the more softer music and the wide shot of the whole town. It's a Steven Spielberg, which is more of his type of openings for his sure. fucking movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I can see both because, like, the peeling of the face, I feel like it's more a Toby with, like, the Texas Chainsaw. But then you have, like, just, like, the clown and the special effects that, like, the neighborhood looks like it's in the same fucking neighborhood as E.T. Like, they look like they're in the same. If you went, like, a mile and a half down, you hit E.T. It looks like the childhood home of Steven Spielberg, where he grew up in Arizona. That's what his house looked like? It looked like my neighbor's house. Same as E.T. does. Well, the story he originally written was like, what was it called? Night uh, Night Sky. Mm. 
And like they said, like mostly the story was based on his scary dreams that he would have about this like tree that would haunt him outside yep. his window, and mm-hmm. uh, and he would freak out his sisters about it too. Yeah, they're like, Stephen, shut the fuck up, dude! I don't want to hear about this shit. <laughs> I don't want to hear this shit right now. Yeah, because I'm going to bed. <laughs> because like as a child, there were things that scared him, and one of the things that scared him was clowns. Mm-hmm. The other thing was this huge ass tree that was outside of his window. Yep. So he put those in this movie, which I think is cool. Get out away from this. <laughs> I'm going for it. Get I it. love it. Oh, I love that. Was it's got nothing to do with the drink. It was great. He's like, I just wanted. <laughs> just right in the mouth. You're not going to dangle ice cream in front of me. I didn't know I was dangling. I just got really jealous a little. <laughs> I mean, it's on your side. I know. <laughs> I'm so close. But so like, technically, Toby Hooper is... The director, and like you said, he is responsible for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the mm-hmm. first one, back in 1974, 76, Six. something like that. Uh, I wouldn't know the date. 86, actually. 86 is part two. 86 is part two. Uh, 74 is part one. That's and right. this was his first movie, Texas Chainsaw, that is. Uh, and from there, it uh, was his jumping off point to what... Did you hear that? On the microphone. Oh, it's because the spoon touched the ice when you touch it. Oh, (laughs) damn. That sounded like a cat. Right? It's like... (laughs) Try ice fun, y'all. You're you're pissing Robin off. (laughs) Sorry, boo-boo. Sorry, (laughs) boo-boo. That was weird. Not down. So, yeah. He had great success with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And so he started off very quickly uh, on the rise. And his genre is horror films, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. However, he did direct one of my favorite music videos as well. Oh. And he won an Oscar for it. I mean, okay, what? Oh, I think he won an Oscar it. for it. Okay, okay. It's uh, Dancing With Myself, Billy Idol. No way. Yeah. Dancing With Myself. I'm dancing with myself. Oh, there's nothing to lose. Good I'm dancing with myself. Don't laugh at us, Smash. Is she laughing over there? Yeah, she is. Uh, he is one of those directors that I don't know how it is working for him, but apparently working for he doesn't work for a lot of things. So he got fired mid-production from two movies. This the being dark, one of them. The Dark, 1979, mm. and Vinmore, 1981, mm-hmm. before he got this movie, which is his biggest movie. So I kind of feel like, you sure. know, this this helps keep him in the light. Yeah. He also turned down doing E.T. Really? Yeah. So Steven wanted to do this one more than E.T. or vice versa? I don't know. I think I feel like I don't want to know the answer because I, I love know. I love ET so much. Yeah. I feel like these movies are so similar. Not only do they like look like they're in the same neighborhood, but like this is like the adult version of ET kind Maybe. of feel like. Because I mean, it's not aliens that are. It's not baby. supernatural. No. Which I mean, I'm addicted to the supernatural and the and the fantasy. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's why ET is just my jam. But. I can see what you're talking about. It's like the uh, adult version yeah. of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Sure. <laughs> uh, well, that makes me wonder at what point, because it clearly states that uh, 
he did not finish this project because of creative differences. And that's when Steven Spielberg came in and took over. Well, then why is his name on there then? Like he the title, the title did most of it. Yeah. And then Stephen put his Edward Scissorhands on it and edited it together to a certain degree, and did reshoots where he had to possibly. Who knows? I don't know. I do know that I saw his 2013 movie uh, Jin, mm-hmm. and I liked it. Okay. I thought it was really good. Very okay. interesting. It's about Jin. No, it's about a Jin. Boo. A Jin is a genie, sort of, but like. I mean, that's cool and all, but evil version. I kind of wish that it was about like a bottle of gin. I don't know, though. an <laughs> evil genie. Down. Yeah. That comes out of a bottle of gin. <laughs> Actually, that. that See, would, that would thank you, good. thank you. Gin on gin. Gin on gin. I think we came out with the sequel. So, um, sadly, there will not be a sequel. Mr. Hooper did pass away in 2017. Oh, that was really sweet. So, like you were talking about the night sky, right? Yes. Yeah, so the nice guy, that was the first name for the movie, and it was going to be like aliens invading like this family suburban house. And then, Yeah, because it was originally supposed to be a supernatural yeah. story. Okay. And so he changed it and came up with what we have now. But people say that he was influenced by something. And it would be the Twilight Zone, this episode called The Little Girl Lost that came out in 1962. Which I have seen. I love the Twilight Zone. I love the Twilight and Zone. And when I saw the episode, I thought of this movie. Because it's about a little girl who finds some, like, another dimension portal in her room. And she walks through it and gets lost. And you can only hear her voice. Mm. And her parents are all trying to figure out how to get in there and get her back. And so he, the dad, ties the rope to him. And he walks through to go get his daughter. And he comes back. So it is a lot similar to this movie and it came out way before this movie so mm. it could be an influence yeah it's an influence I mean I love the Twilight Zone mm. and they're coming they're rebooting the Twilight yes, Zone yes they are <gasps> Jordan Peele uh-huh. baby sure, I know he's a genius yeah. <laughs> can me. I can I uh, let me just tell you why I picked this movie not only because it's a really good movie yeah. but to piss me off and to piss you off <laughs> I gave him two choices okay and he said he didn't care they were both scary so <laughs> was this or the I ex- don't remember what the other the exorcist oh that's right <laughs> um, I picked this movie because it is not only famous for being a very spooky movie but it is also famous for being a cursed Yes, movie. it is. Yes, it is. Are we going to dive into that? Um, I just wanted to get that out of the way. So once we start talking, you can see where the curse falls in. Yeah. So the reason why people think that this movie is cursed is because the scene um, at the end where she falls into the pool. Uh-huh. She's trying to get out and it's raining in all the mud and the skeletons come out of fucking nowhere and they're all surrounding her. Mm-hmm. Those are real skeletons. Yeah. They found that it was cheaper to buy a real human skeleton than to get somebody to make them a skeleton. And they wow. didn't tell her until after, after the fact. <laughs> so Can pretty- you sue for reparations? <laughs> um, I, dude, that's some fucked up shit. Uh, yeah, so she I didn't can't know believe until that. then. That's real fucked up. 
And I still can't believe that you would buy. Like, is that like donate your body to science? I, I want to be in a Steven Spielberg film. Sign me up. My question is, <laughs> what the hell? You write this movie about people building houses over bodies, and you're gonna use real bodies in this movie. Yeah. Like, you didn't. You don't expect nothing to. Like, you don't feel bad. I mean, I personally, I guess, I wouldn't I would care. Never. No, you can't. You can't get me. You can't <laughs> no. get me with a real skeleton. No. No. Mm-mm. Well, somebody, they didn't tell her, so. They didn't tell. I mean, that, how do you so find out that later? You're like, oh. What are the guys like? You know, yeah, who the hell leaked that information? <laughs> that, what do you do with the bodies after the movie's done? You. Whoa. You better bury them. You have to, right? No. I mean, people have real skeleton, like, skeletons. Like. Who? I don't like know. doctors and shit. Those aren't real people. Some of them are. The old ones are. Whoa. Yeah. Well, because I'm not sure. I mean, people really do donate their bodies to science. Yeah, so I'm guessing sure. that they. That's a real thing. But I didn't think like the ones in classrooms were ever real. Like, no, some of them, most of them aren't. Okay. But the old ones are. Like, okay, H.H. Holmes, the first serial killer in America, he would kill his victims, strip them, and then sell their skeletons to medical schools. That's some fucked up shit. That's how you get rid of the body. So, I mean, it yeah. is a thing. It's not like it doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't know how to. T- nope. It's a nope. thing. It's a real nope. thing. Nope. It's a thing. Nope. I don't think it's a thing anymore. I don't know. But he. Never mind. We can't go into cannibalism. I don't know how you fucking. We're not broaching that conversation. Where'd you even find that shit? Okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe they dug him up. Steven Spielberg. He uh, seems kind of weird. <laughs> he may be slightly weird. <laughs> um. So. Uh, the kind of weird I like. <laughs> I noticed something interesting. Y'all. Uh, so this episode that we're doing right now mm-hmm. will air next Wednesday on October the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Strangely, our first character that we're going to talk about is played by James Karen, okay. and he passed away one year to the day. Whoa. Whoa. So he passed away on October 23rd, 2018. Spooky. A little bit. So he plays Mr. Teague. Mr. Teague. Mr. Teague. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Teague. He's the one that moved the headstones. Oh, the boss. The bodies. Mm. Yeah, he's the boss. He don't be caring. Pay the cost to be the boss. He was about to do it again. I know. He was like, That's yeah. what he said. He's like, we did it before. Nobody complained. Nobody like, complained. Oh, come on. I mean, that's sacrilegious, isn't it? Oh, don't worry about it. After all, it's not ancient tribal burial ground. It's just people. Well, yeah, because I thought like, that my loved one was moved. Mother. Dude. But what happens? No, Here's the thing. That's not. Here's the thing about that. That's not an excuse. You don't ever <laughs> move the bodies. But what happens if, like, someone was murdered and then they're like, well, we need to dig them up. And they fucking go there and there's not even a fucking casket there. There's nothing Dude. there. Your cover's blown. Yeah. And then you I mean, have to just te- tear down a whole neighborhood to, like, get these people. In basic house building and framing and uh, foundation and stuff like that, there's no way those bodies could stay there. That's true because it, you only go, happen. like, six feet and they go deeper than that with everything else. Mm-hmm. Don't people. Poking holes in this movie. Oh, I didn't ask. How'd you feel about it being your first time? Watching the movie? Yes. Um, Like you said, this movie was made in 1980, 81, somewhere around there. And the technology wasn't there yet, which is noticeable nowadays. However, the story was great. 
and the acting was, for the most part, very good. Coach. Coach. <laughs> you know it. I know. He's solid. I'm sorry. Like he's my. Nelson. He's one of my favorite parts I literally of the almost wrote coach. his name down as coach fucking on this fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Um, yeah. No, okay, so let's talk about this douchebag. You'll recognize uh, James Karen in another one of your favorite movies. Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the business dude. Mr. Like, Fromm. Yeah. He's the one that's laughing. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's like, if somebody came in to my office looking for a job with no shirt on and I hired him, what, was what would you say? <laughs> Will Smith's like, he must have had on some really nice pants. <laughs> gets hit by a car he's all sweaty <laughs> we got there though yeah yeah so that's uh james karen yes uh he made his broadway debut in a streetcar named desire a yeah, stanley i believe so yeah Stella. he's from that he's from that time he was born in 1923 that is uh, that so, movie holds something dear oh yeah yeah he did live to see 94 years old damn gina uh-huh he was up there. He was the last one in the curse, right? Right? He's got it. I mean, to have died afterwards. Well, the curse spans all the movies. Yeah. Even including the 2015 remake. Which there wasn't any accidents on set. Or there wasn't any like accidents, that. but there was some, you know, I'm just going to tell you. So the director of the new one said that he, something followed him back from the set to the house that he was renting. And he saw this lady in black, and she would kind of like follow him around in this house. Nope. And when he left, nope, he, he, she stayed at the house. Oh my god! And then he said, once he got home, the owners of the house were like, "What the fuck's going on? Did you got? Did you see or hear anything or feel anything?" And he's like, "Yeah, bitch, I saw this bitch in black walking around and shit." No way. That's what he says. Now that could be publicity or not. Take it or leave it. I like to believe into the curse. And I think that everybody and their mama is cursed that has to do with this. Because even in the second one, uh, somebody dies shortly after the movie is released. And the third one, they had a shaman there who was like a real shaman that was in the movie. And he did like an exorcist like thing in the root on set to try to get all the evil spirits out. And he died shortly after the movie. Like So Dude. his was more of a, a sick one. But yeah, there's just... Oh, I got another spooky. This is some fucked up shit. The, the curse is real. I believe in the curse. And we talking about this damn movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. sorry. Sorry, sorry. We Ugh. are talking about this movie. <laughs> I'm not getting no sleep tonight. <laughs> Drink more, you'll pass. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, we can start talking I don't know about if it was, these what uh, it was. situations, beginning with the eldest child. Miss Dominique Dune. Oh. Now her That was tragic. She is her probably the biggest of the, the curses. Yeah. So Dominique Dune was born right here in LA in uh, Santa Monica. Her uh I believe it was her dad was a producer and an actor and a writer. Uh her brother is Griffin Dune, who is also an actor. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is I'm you you can tell the story. So Dominique's ex-boyfriend, um John Thomas Sweeney. Sweeney, right? He is this motherfucking douchebag abusing motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And he beat her so badly one time that she showed up to set 
with bruises all over her face. And she was going to be on the show Hill Street Blues. Mm -hmm. And she was playing an abused teenager. And her bruises were so dark and real that they used zero makeup on her. So if you watch the episode that she's on, those bruises are absolutely real. (sighs) By this douchebag boyfriend of hers. Now, he also... They lived together. They dated for like about a year or whatever. They lived together in the house. They broke up. He, She kicked him out and changed the locks. He came back while she was rehearsing with a friend. And he called and came over and knocked on the door and was like, I just want to talk to you. And she wouldn't let him in the house. So she went out to the porch to speak to him. And then her friend inside heard, you know, arguing and slapping and all these horrible noises. So he calls 911 and they tell them that... They're not in their district to send cops, which would be West Hollywood. So the guy calls his friend and it was like, if if she ends up dead, it's this John fucking Sweeney dude. He did it. And so he said he left out the back and came around and sees him strangling her in the driveway. And he turns to him and tells him, like, go get help or call 911. I think I killed her or some shit like that. So... By the time they get there, she's in a coma, and three days later, she dies. Yeah. And this fool goes and tells everybody that, you know, he lost his temper, and he blacked out and strangled her. And once he came to and saw that he took a bunch of pills to try to kill himself, and he, like, laid next to her and all this stuff. But when they, like, checked his blood, there was no fucking pills or anything. And and um, he goes to trial and they didn't have testimony from an ex-girlfriend who basically said like he broke my nose he punctured a lung he broke some ribs and you know he beat me at least 10 times and three times of those times i had to go to the hospital but they didn't allow it in court so they only heard his side and he got manslaughter and he only had to serve six years he was sitting six years but only served three and a half years Oh, my God. Are you so, fucking... And that guy's out then. So after he got out, he ended up uh, becoming a chef at this Santa Monica restaurant. And so the parents, they go out there and they pass out flyers saying, like, your meal was cooked by the man who murdered Dominitos. Like, whoa. this is who... Mm. To the point where he had to, like, Leave. quit his job. He had to move out of California and change his name. Absolutely. The dad was, like, so into, like... Figuring out, who, like, destroying this guy's life that, like, As he did he, he did should. interviews and stuff and talked about him. And he was going to marry this girl. And the dad read an article about him and called the the dad and was like, yo, is this the same dude that killed your daughter? And they're like, yeah. And he's just like, they, like, begged the girl not to marry him. I don't mm-hmm. know if she married wow. him or not. Dude. But he changed his name to move, and the dad ended up hiring like a private detective because he was like, "I want to keep tracks on this fucking dude." Yeah. And yeah. eventually, eventually, he was just like, "I just don't have room in my heart to like continue doing this," mm-hmm. you know. And he finally let it go, but <laughs> it was all for nothing. This guy literally got nothing, and the jury said that if they would have heard the testimony of the girlfriend, he would have been guilty. Yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. How the fuck is that not admissible? I just want to say it's just her death is the worst thing that has possibly happened from this curse. And she didn't deserve it. And he deserved more than what he fucking got. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) And that was actually her last project, Hill Street Blues. Yeah. And this was her first and only movie. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that's her. Yeah, it's too sad, bad. Sad, sad. And she yeah. did, uh, she did some uh, TV ends. things before and after this movie. Like uh, she was in Fame. I'm or... gonna live forever. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna learn how to fly. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, her character in this movie is total funny, like good teenager. Sure. I mean, one, the scene of the stupid uh, guys outside hooting, hollering at her, and she, like, flips them off or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is so gross. And the mom, like, looks out the window and is, like, kind of laughing at it. Like, I understand that you're like, okay, my daughter can handle herself. She just flipped off these, like, fucking dude. Yeah. Dumbass. But I'd be like, all of you guys are fired. Yeah. yeah. You're fired. She's, like, 15. You're fired. Yeah, yeah get out of here. You are gross as fuck. It's bad enough your sweaty ass is climbing through my window, eating my food, and drinking my coffee. But now you're hitting on my daughter? Ugh. Ugh. Irks me. But I liked her. Minus mm-hmm. the very end. Her screaming. She's like, what's happening? And they're like, oh. get in the car, bitch. What's happening? Get the car. Oh yeah, that's always... so infuriating. It's that's like, the only thing I was like, "Come on, you guys could have had her in the like fucking car. You could have had her run to the car and it was locked." And she's like, <gasps> "I rather had that than her sitting there screaming." I yeah. feel like the it older makes her look dumb. Mm-hmm. The older horror films always do that, though. It's mm-hmm. like it's not logical. Like that's not how you would actually react, mm-hmm. and they dumb it down for the situation. It's like, come on, like fight or. I can freeze, understand I it, your but... first reaction of her coming out screaming. Run, bitch, she's behind you in the closet. But once the cool... <laughs> I really thought that you were like, there's someone... Run, bitch! She's behind you. I was like, oh my God! <laughs> it's just smash leave with a knife. Don't worry about it. <laughs> smash leave a... has a knife. It's coming for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. But well, she, she does a great job. I love her. She does do a really, really good. It's job. a solid. It's a solid cast. It is for a solid sure. cast. Mm-hmm. She's just another player in this whole entire movie. That it was good. Yeah, great ensemble. Yeah, yeah. I did believe uh, Oliver Robbins when he is like looking at the TV and he's yelling for his mom. <laughs> and he's like trying to find his voice. Yeah, he did a really good job. <laughs> Yeah, and he keeps going. Even when she's right in front of him, he's she's still like, going. What? 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 Uh-huh. And then she hears her daughter's yeah. voice. Ugh. So, uh, Oliver Robbins, this was also his first job. And he did some work as an actor, but he has transitioned to directing. Yeah, I saw that. So, he has decided that uh, he likes being behind the camera more so than in front of it. Another Jordan Peele. Another Jordan Peele. Yeah, they offered him a roll of poop. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm never acting again. You guys suck, dick. Uh You do not deserve my talent. Dude, I was on set today, and I'm looking at what's going on on this project that I'm working on. Uh, And I'm a set dresser on this one, so I'm Mm -hmm. art department. Uh, And I'm watching people drop the ball here and there. And I'm also watching the writing and I'm watching the writers at Video Village. And all they're doing is writing out something for them to exercise their own shit. You know what I mean? So they cast based on what they want to see. Right. And it's usually superficial. 
even just on this project, but I'm watching these writers and I'm watching who they cast and they're like fawning over this guy and I'm looking at this guy and he's like, this dude's ugly as fuck, first of all. <laughs> he's supposed to be like the love Andrew? He, yeah. Um. And it's like a, uh, it's like a, almost like a proposal scene or a falling in love scene. Okay. And they're hmm. falling in love, the writers are falling in love with themselves and their own writing and their own <laughs> fantasy. And I'm just like, this dude looks like a goofy version of Jeremy Jordan had a baby with a Cro-Magnon woman. <laughs> like his facial structures. But most importantly, he cannot act. Okay, don't don't tell him about this show because he's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> we tell the truth on this episode. We tell the truth. Or on this podcast. On this podcast, it all comes out. I really don't want to work on things that I do not love yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. But you got to love what you're doing. Yeah. You, know, so, you got to love the project. If you don't love the project, it's not going to be good. No, absolutely not. You're not going to give it all. Apparently, he loves what he's doing if he's directing. Oh, he's not directing, like this the ugly dude. No. Oh, Oliver. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, Oliver. Bring Rob- it back to what we were fucking talking Sorry, about. I was very passionate about that. <laughs> I'm gonna leave all that in. Too. Hey, you gotta let it out. You gotta let it out. Yeah, I got shit on a little bit. Yeah. Today. Okay. Yes. I feel you. Let it out, man. Someone busted my motherfucking window while I was driving on the freeway. I feel you. Top me off. Just a little bit with that ice cream. <laughs> with that ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna put it on your side. Just, here. Yeah, but I'm not eating that. it. Eh? Don't there you go. do that. Uh, so yeah, Jordan is, or I'm sorry, Jordan Oliver, <laughs> Oliver, Oliver Robbins. Flashback to like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I missed you last week. Aww. I missed you too, dude. We went a week without seeing each so other. So we, yeah, we doubled up our episodes last week. So we did do two episodes in less than 24 hours, and that's a lot of drinking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love sorry. It. I love Cabin it. in the Woods was a little sluggish. We were a little sluggish. We were, yeah, we were exhausted. <laughs> I love that movie, so um, I get it. Oh, I get it. But we haven't gone a week without seeing each other in a while. In a while, yeah. We usually see each other every Thursday. Every Thursday, I love that. You know, I love it. They're like, do you have the work today? No, TGIT, baby. Yeah. Oh my god, really? Because that's like the only day I get to like binge drink if I want to. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. <laughs> so I brought you ice cream and I know. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Can I give you a fun fact? Or are yes, we, please. Are we still on Oliver? I mean, we're talking about Oliver Robbins to a degree. Okay. But more so, uh, I love that he has found what he really wanted to do. Yeah. He went to uh, USC film school after mm-hmm. all this. Go Trojans. Uh-huh, and he wrote and directed and produced his uh, first project, which was The Crystal, won some prizes and stuff, and ever since then, he's been trying to direct and make movies. It's like, hey, Steven. To this day, he's still doing his thing. Mr. Spielberg, you mm-hmm. need a director for anything? Hey. No, I got this, bud. Thanks. Sick. I know, uh, he's doing everything. No. I know. All right, he so. Really is. I know. He's, he. <sighs> Oliver. Is also part of the curse. Oh, you ready? Uh, he's still alive. Can I not tell? My... Is he not gonna let me tell my story? I mean, I want to say I want to tell your story. I'm just saying that was a curveball right there. He's a part of the curse, but he's still alive. Oh my god, dun 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 dun. You ready? 
the fuck? Oh, uh, no. Are we predicting? So, on the, yeah, you get that ice cream. You listen <laughs> up. So, Oliver, he really got strangled by that creepy-ass clown. So, yes. So, apparently, uh, it was supposed to work backwards. So, what I'm assuming is, is that it's all around his neck, and then he would be moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. Or backwards. I don't know. It's done backwards. But whatever happened, the arm was supposed to like unfurl so that he wouldn't choke himself. But it choked him instead. Got tighter instead. And it was so bad that he's like, I can't, I can't breathe. And they thought that he, he was, was acting. acting. Until Steven this Spielberg. This kid is great. Yeah, they're like, damn. Oh, that's a real ass. Until Steven realized what was going on. And he like had to pry this fucking thing off of this kid's neck. And he saved him. He was even Oliver was like, I could have died, man. If they were just thinking I was acting, I could have legit just like died or passed out or some shit. Oh, so, damn. so I mean, that's still part At of the, the curse. Very least, would have had some brain damage. That's still part of the curse, even though you don't die. Yeah. No, he, just he a lot of effed up shit tried. happening on yes, that. Yes. Fucking mm-hmm. set. It's just Jesus. and it and it traveled from set to set. Like oh, yeah, the, curse. the curse. That's why I picked this because I was like, this is real spooks. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Yeah. All right. It's Who's next on the curse? Up. I mean, can I give you a yeah you fun fact yes, before we move on? Fun fact, fun fact. Now I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but I'm gonna tell you why if you noticed. All right. So if you watch the movie in around about 34 minutes into the movie, there's a scene where they're in the kitchen and then she's explaining to him about coach. what's been going on. Yes, explaining to coach what's going on and you know. She does the chair, and then she does Caroline. And Caroline's standing there. Caroline, that's her name. Caroline. They did Caroline, and she's standing there, and she's like, Mom didn't even cook nothing. I'm not going to cook any dinner. We'll go to Pizza Hut, okay? And then she slides her, and Coach walks down to the end, and he catches her, and he's just, like, shocked. And, you know, the mom's going on and on, like, oh, you know, the tingling in your stomach, and blah, 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 blah. And he's just sitting there not paying attention to shit. And then in mid-sentence, it cuts from there to them on the porch at the neighbor's house. The tickling pulls you, and all of a sudden it's like there's no air except that you can breathe. And and you're getting pulled along in the... Oh. Hi, Ben. Oh, I missed your time. Hi. Look, uh, my TV's not on. And while they're on the porch, they're also in mid-sentence. So it just kind of is like, Doof, and you're like, what the, what the fuck is going on? This is because Coach's line was supposed to be, I hate Pizza Hut. Mm. And Pizza Hut was not about it. And I thought, like, who gives a fuck if Pizza Hut's not about it? Your movie. But then I realized that Steven Spielberg was had a deal with his E.T. selling, like, oh, E.T. Yeah. cups with Pizza Hut. And he didn't want to fuck up his money. That's what oh. I think. So what they did... No, that makes of, sense. Totally makes sense. What they did instead of reshooting... They just cut it. They just cut it. Now, if I was going to do that, maybe I would have start the scene of them on the porch, maybe them walking mm. up or whatever they were mid-talking about. But you literally cut into two different scenes. Scenes. Yeah. Cut. Cut. <laughs> cut. God damn it. Okay, Steve, which jokester changed the line on me? <laughs> no one, was coach. It in, was it an improv line? Did he, did he just said it improv? I don't, no. I don't think it was improv. They re- Okay. Well, so that's a little silly script writing. <laughs> Who doesn't like the stuffed crust? Why would Actually, you just say, like, I hate pizza? When did stuffed crust stuff come around? Crust. Maybe stuffed crust wasn't in 1980s. Yeah, stuffed crust came around in the 90s. 
Classic 90 baby. That's why we love it. So that's a little bit. So go Send back. Us Send, Send us a pizza, Pizza Hut. <laughs> I also feel like the scene where they go to the neighbors is weird. It is. It is weird. The, the, the you neighbor's guys feel that weird. Too? The neighbor doesn't like him, Ted, obviously. whatever the fuck. I get it. Because but I think like it's... The whole... mosquitoes and shit is kind of weird. <laughs> mosquitoes. Yeah. I've never been bothered by them. Huh. In fact, I don't think I've ever been bitten by one of them. As far as I know, nobody in my family's ever been affected by them. What is the mosquitoes? A mosquitoes what? and bugs, doesn't that mean like... Standing water. No, okay. <laughs> no, legitimately, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. But in scary movies, that usually means like... Demons. E- demons. Like if you see a lot of flies or like... It means that you like a rotting corpse kind of slash oh. demon-esque so coming maybe, from the underworld. So does that mean that like the neighbor's house is fucked too? They just not having no shit? I don't know. That could have actually been a really good like future storyline. Right? I think it means that the graves are rising up. All right. I want some of that ice cream now. <laughs> Fuck. Bring it they're over. rising up. I know. I think that seems weird. Like they're yeah, laughing that. that his name is Bill. Like they sound Ted. like they're drunk. Yeah, they do kind of. Look, Mr. Tad Hill. Uh, ben. <laughs> ben. Really sorry. Um, Mr. Tad Hill, look, um, we were just what we were wondering is look at um, it. Like, and now, I bet that's what the the neighbors think too. I like will these say, saucy fucking coach was on. I should say he was off the wagon during these times. Oh, oh, in real life. In real life. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. I later found that out uh, listening to him on Armchair Expert. He's an armchair expert. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, huh. Yeah. But she seems a little drunk too, though. Maybe they're throwing him back in the fucking... Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Tossing I would be. Tossing them back in the Tossing trailer. Tossing them back in the trailer. They're like, oh shit, we gotta do the scene that they're gonna cut into all fucking weird. Yeah, we gotta get this shit It's done. so weird, right? It's weird. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's one thing about this movie that bugs me. There, yeah. I always thought that was kind of weird, but then now I know why. Uh, so, Miss Heather O'Rourke. Oh, here is she is. the one who plays Carol Ann. She's here. She's here. Yeah, exactly. Don't say that. Oof. I mean, she's not physically Ugh. here, but. Don't mess with me. That shit will fuck me up all night. <laughs> she terrifies me. Can I give <laughs> She That little girl ter- like, she's so terrifies cute, me. Though. Can she's I- really sweet. And yeah, go for it. I'm going to give you a fun fact about her. I will say that. Uh, can I tell you how she got cast? Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Yep. So it's very interesting that she was sitting in the MGM commissary waiting room with her mother, which, why, babe, don't scare me like that. All I saw was the light go on and off. <laughs> He's all spooked out. Right? I was not spooked during Cabin in the Woods, nor Get Out. Nor, of course, of course, Hocus Pocus. He was like, oh, I was I so Hocus scared Hocus. about Hocus Now the lights are on, and I'm still fucking a little creeped out. Uh, I'm sorry I picked this movie, man. <laughs> uh, but it's terrifying she's sitting there with her mom, and this stranger comes up and says, hi, what's your name? And she says, she's like, hi, my name is Heather O'Rourke, but I'm not allowed to talk to you because you're a stranger. 
And unbeknownst to her and her mother, that stranger was Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Who? Steven. I've never Spielberg. heard of this guy. Sir Steven. Is he somebody? He was knighted by the queen. Is he really? <laughs> no. I don't think Is so. Is he Sir Steven? Did you just give me Sir Stephen King? Sir Steven Spielberg? <laughs> now I'm getting my Stevens fucked up. Hey, Stephen King though. I know. I'd knight him too. And uh, he wanted her to audition. He did think she was slightly too young. Mm-hmm. He wanted somebody that was at least six years old. And she kind of failed her audition. But for some reason, he brought her back again for a second and a third. And he had her do like screaming and stuff in her audition. He had her scream a number of times. Uh, He had her bring in a scary book that he wanted her to read. And for some reason, he couldn't get this little girl out of his head. And he even told them like, I don't know what it is about your daughter, but she's got the part. He wasn't sure what it was. Because hmm. she's so cute. She is really sweet. She's really cute. I mean, okay. But, Whoa, uh, wait. Come out. <laughs> Check it on up. I mean, yeah, she's cute. She has like big blue eyes and she's like scary. blonde hair. Here's, here's the thing is that I had, I had heard that Drew she's Barrymore so... was up for the role. She was. But I mean, she, she got e. cast e. for E.T. Yeah. Well, no, but she originally had auditioned for this poltergeist. Mm. And he said no, and but he come said back no. for E.T. But then he wanted her back for ET. I mean, it was his goddaughter, so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> some bullshit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Wait kids from. What? Yeah. Yeah. She's a goddaughter. Gwyneth Paltrow and Drew Barrymore are the godchildren to Steven Spielberg. Uh, I love Drew, though. I'm a hardcore. I've met you Drew. You said who are their parents? Yeah. Well, Drew Barrymore well, is, is a Barrymore. Okay. And then do you, Paltrow. Do you know what a Barrymore is? No. They're a famous dynasty So back of in actors. the day, back okay. in like Roman times, they were a traveling acting troupe that traveled all over and they were huge. They were called the Barrymores. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her grandfather was, what's his name? Do you I can't remember. He, but he, yeah, no, he did oh, like God, he's no, in an early. Can't think of it. Okay. Yeah, early he's 1900s. in like the old man in the sea mm-hmm. and shit like that. He was a huge actor. Okay. And then I think she's like the generation in between that there wasn't really anybody. And then it's her. So like her kids will be in a legacy of Barrymore. So Dude, she, they crazy. come from like a Generations long, long, yeah. yeah. And so learn about them in school. That's that's how fucking you know their fucking shit. Yeah. Bro. In high school, I learned about them. That's crazy. Yeah. And then yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's mom is what's her face? I don't she know where that is. Meet the Fockers. Yeah. The mom from Meet the Fuckers? Barbara Streisand. Well, Meet the Parents. No. Sorry. Okay, Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents. Oh. <laughs> she's the she's the, the the girl's mom. I, I can't gotcha. believe her name is. It starts with a D. Um. It's hard to think when you're drunk, huh? A Beverly little bit. <laughs> just kidding it's not Beverly these notes. drinks though I've guzzled it down that's why I keep notes because uh-huh. I can't remember shit yeah you you're can't. really I'm admiring it's funny to how... watch the decline <laughs> it's just, I listen to you guys all the time and, and being in the moment I'm like damn it's not easy is it <laughs> I like love it I'm also on east coast time right now so I'm like oh that's right Whoa. so we gotta get this done oh, so, so Ellie can sleep too. no I mean I'm always tired I'm chronically tired. But she is also a person who's up all the time. Say something about chronic. Yeah. We will get some chronic right after this. I would love some chronic after this. Mm -hmm. Some Cali weed. Yeah, baby. Legalize it, New York. (laughs) Legalize it. Okay, so that's how she was cast. Yes. Can I give you a fun fact about her? Yes, you do. So. Curse. She. Well, no, I'm going to do the positive here. Uh Oh. So Uh. she. 
was an amazing person to work with, especially mm. on these movies because she's in the first three. Mm-hmm. And she would be at the table reads and everybody would be like, you know, going through their scripts and trying to memorize things. And she'd just be quietly waiting there because she could memorize 60 pages in like an hour. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. She could read at five. Smart ass girl. Yeah. Shirley Temple couldn't read. She didn't have to be. We could just tell her her lines. Well, her mom would read uh, her scenes for the next day while she was like taking a bath. That would ruin baths for me. It's like another time of me working. Never knew that. Well, the thing with Shirley Temple was like she knew everybody else's lines. And so it was really sweet if uh, somebody messed up their lines. Shirley Temple would be like, oh, no, that's not what you say. She's like, cut. In a very Shirley Temple-esque way. (laughs) So she can get away with it. She had a lot of Mm -hmm. mommy and shit. That's crazy. (laughs) But she was adorable at the same time. She was. And she never did scary movies, so it didn't. My word. Okay, so <laughs> I got our nieces into oh, Shirley Temple. They sing Animal Crackers and Good Ship Lollipop. Lollipop, it's a sweet. And when I grow to up, the candy shop where bonbons play. Okay, okay. We're talking about Heather. I know, that's Heather. why I have to stop myself from singing because we'll sing the whole song. The other blonde, blue eyed so, girl. <laughs> Heather. <laughs> Child prodigy actress. Child prodigy. At the end of the... um, Until 13. Okay, so Heather, she really got scared during making this movie in one scene. Mm. That was the headboard scene where she's holding on to the headboard as everything's getting pulled into the Yes. She was terrified. And the screaming and the faces that she makes, that shit real. And it was so bad that she kind of was like breaking down because it was just too much for her that like Steven stopped everything and he like swooped her up in his arms and he was like you don't have to do it again you know, mm. we just we got it you're fine I'm sorry so sad so I mean Listen. we always talk about how he's the child whisperer but maybe it took child torturing a little bit I mean at the same time he's also doing E.T. where those kids were probably treated differently actually the E.T. and the poltergeist kids actually hang out together while they were on set there's pictures nice. of them like kicking it and stuff that's really cool yeah, yeah. like there's a picture of Steven holding like Drew Barrymore and Heather like and he's like oh, swinging them really yeah sweet. you know it's so cute so that was one of her close encounters while she was on the set but wow. the crew who loved her so much they gifted her those Two goldfish that she has. I'm a goldfish now. So she got to take those home. Aww. But she cool. eventually passed away. Yes. Being another victim of this curse after filming the third installment of Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. She died from shit. I didn't write it down, but it's Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease. So yeah, she started experiencing flu like symptoms. She had a heart attack. She went to the hospital and they said uh, she was fine. But then things progressed and she went back and they said that she had Crohn's disease. And the day was, I believe, January 31st, 1988. She was telling her mom that she doesn't feel well. Yeah. And the next morning she couldn't keep her food down. She couldn't swallow. Mm -hmm. 
uh, not even like some Gatorade. Yeah. Nothing. And then mom and said her by fingers the time, were blue. blue. Yeah. yeah. Mom said by the time like they were like, all right, we got to go and get up and get dressed. She like passed out on the yeah, kitchen floor. Yeah, she passed floor. out on the kitchen floor. Oh my God. Uh, when the paramedics arrived, she said she was fine. But unfortunately, she had a heart attack in the yeah, ambulance on the way to the hospital. She said that she was fine. She didn't want to miss school. Yeah. Oh my God. That's what she said. Yeah. Because. She was elected student body president of yeah. fifth grade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was so, she said, I hope that people enjoy what I do because I like doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, she's like, I don't understand why people want my autograph. It's just my name. Like, she's just so <laughs> cute. She's like, ugh. She was so adorable. So she succumbed to that, being another person on this uh, cursed cast. Mm-hmm. Can I give you another fun fact? It's a little less sad about her. It's not about her, but it's a little less sad. She never took acting classes? She did not, no. And she just was that talented. Yeah. I mean, if you can memorize fucking everything in like an hour, then you can work on everything else. Like, the memorize is sort of the hard part. You're Mm -hmm. like, okay, let me get this down. Then I can really start working on everything else. So there is another part of the curse all right, so this fucking curse. James Con. Oh, do you know who he is? Oh, I know who he is. Who is he? James Con. Yeah, <laughs> he is the father of Scott Con, Playhouse West alumni. What's up? You know I gotta oh. throw that out there. Oh. He is also an incredibly gifted actor. He is from The Godfather. Okay, no. Have you ever seen that? Okay, yes, but we're talking about somebody different then. What are you talking about? This James Caan, he's a writer. Oh. And I, yes, no, not that guy. Mm. There's another James Caan out there? There's another James Caan out there. This dude is, so James Caan. James Caan. There's only uh, one Jimmy Caan. Who is a writer, and he was writing the book of Poltergeist. Like, I guess after the movie, they decided to make it into a book, and he was working on that. Okay. And so... He was working on that in his apartment, and lightning struck his apartment building. And the (coughs) window air conditioner (coughs) flew from across the room and hit him in the back. Damn. Then the lights came back on, (coughs) and all of his video games were playing themselves. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, I don't know about this one. That trips me out. Why? That could happen. That's Sure it can. Easy. If you if you send a surge into a building, it probably will fuck up. It probably will fry a bunch of It'll shit. It'll fry a bunch of shit. And it mess up some stuff. I don't then, know about turning something on very specifically, though. I don't know. That's weird. I like to believe in the curse. No, I because mean. Because those skeletons were real. Jesus, what the hell were they thinking? What were they thinking? Uh, seriously, just buy fake skeletons. That's yeah, why, if we learned seriously. anything from you had tell them You had a $10 million budget, just buy by fake skeleton. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Somebody that I did not enjoy, mostly because she did such a great job. I don't know why you... Go ahead. I don't know why you don't like her. She upsets me because she gives bad advice. This is how I see her. She, okay. Okay. Who are we talking about so that people yeah. know what we're Miss Beatrice Strait. She plays Doctor something. What is it? Yes, she does. What is it? Lesh, Doctor Lesh. So, so this, she's like, 
Okay, there's tiers mm. to knowing what you're doing. Sure. She on the bottom level where she knows just the basic shit and she probably Then why is she taking the reins of the situation and offering advice? If she's on the bottom, the beginning, she has no business saying stay away from the light. She exactly. has no business. At the beginning, she was taking the charge because she was the one who knew the most. So her saying things was because, you know, she had never been to something this extent. Without her, you would have never called what's her face to come in and save the day. It's true. Miss and when she was doing it, she was true. you know, she was there like, listen yeah. to her. She knows what she she's said. She said, I am about. so sorry, you know, I'm leaving, but I'm coming back and I'm bringing fucking help because we're gonna get your daughter back. That's uh -huh. why I liked her because she realized she was in over her head uh -huh. and she called in reinforcement. I guess. <laughs> but what do you think? Do bad decision. Bad decision. I don't see her ad admitting that she was wrong. I don't see her really apologizing for anything. That's what she says, though, when she leaves. Did she? Yeah, she leaves. And she's like, look, I'm leaving, and uh, I'm going to leave Ray or whatever here. Marty's ass ain't, he ain't, he ain't, uh, he's not going to, he ain't coming back. back. He peeled no. his face off, and he's pissed, and he's, so he's not coming back. And okay. I'm leaving, but I'm going to, I'm coming back. I'm getting help, because I'm sorry, but I, I, I can't help you. I got to get somebody. Mm -hmm. That's what she says, and she leaves when she comes back. Okay. But I understand. She did a good job. I liked her. She, uh, yes, she did. Uh, she is an Oscar winner. For? Network. Oh, I love yeah, it. Best Supporting Actress. Hmm. 1976. She played Louise Schumacher. Okay. That's, that's my only argument. She did a great job and I hated her, but I'm supposed to. Yeah. You know. When anyone does anything... when she you reminds me of Dr. Pindislas oh. from Adam's Family. Yeah. Oh, well, she was like an evil person. <laughs> I fucking love that character, though. I know. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, my God. That's um, one of my favorite episodes. So, <laughs> Beatrice was born in 1914. Uh, Come again? 1914. Like she'd be over 100 if she was still alive? She'd be over 100. <laughs> she'd be eight, uh, 105 by now. Wow. Uh, she was born in Westbury, New York. West Philadelphia, born and raised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she did pass away in 2001 at <gasps> the age of 86. Good life. Yeah, 86 years old. And she loved the theater. And so she always kind of wanted to be an actress. She had her Broadway debut at the age of 21 in 1935 and she you know lived an actor's life 63 oh. movies wow dang nice mm -hmm. so big ups to beatrice straight for doing that there you go beatrice can i give you a fun fact i don't think you knew i don't think you know this one okay all right <clears throat> lay it off me so originally this movie was given an r rating okay okay and they were upset that it got this R rating, that they protested it and got it changed to PG. 13? No. PG. The fuck? So the only reason why it was changed to PG is because PG-13 didn't exist. Didn't exist. Ah. So PG-13 didn't exist until 1984, so two years after this. Gotcha. Do you want to guess what the first PG-13 movie is? I know you've seen it. 1984. Let's go with... Uh, We've talked about it on this show. Have we covered it on this show? We have not covered it on the show. We just talk about it. We actually talked about it last week. The Breakfast Club? No. Eddie Murphy Delirious. No. <laughs> Was that last week? No, 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 no. We know. did Cabin in the Woods last week. I'm just uh -huh, throwing uh -huh. junk out there. <laughs> you want me to tell you? Throw me. Yeah. Tell me. 
Red Dawn. Really? Was wow. the very, very first. Wolverines. First PG-13 movie ever. And okay. the reason why PG-13 was created in the first place is because parents were outraged that Temple of Dune was given a PG rating. Interesting. And so they had to come up with another step. And that's where we get the 13. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, this could have been an R-rated movie. Instead, it's a PG rated movie. It should have been a PG-13. So yeah, no, yeah. PG-13, definitely. They don't cuss. They don't there cuss, is, and there's not a lot of blood. There's not a lot of blood. And there's they no do, sex scene. do drugs. That's it. It's just like smoking weed, though. Yeah, but that's still a change. But in 1982, yeah. that's a big deal. I guess so, yeah. 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 Uh, oof. Where to begin with this next actress? I would like you to give me everything, because I have nothing on her, and I would like to know so much. Have you ever seen Teen Witch? Duh. Ah. Duh. A top that. We already talked about that. Yes. I don't give a... Wait, it would a top that. So, Miss Zelda Rubenstein. One. Love the name Zelda. Yeah, mm. Zelda is such a strong, a strong name. Tangina is who she plays. And I love her. I've always loved her. She's a southern girl. Uh, she is in all three poltergeists, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the one who uh, we had that great monologue. Her first line in the movie mm-hmm. is probably the best line ever. Do you mind hanging back? You're jamming the frequencies. Gumming up the frequencies because they're all like trying to show her around. She's like, move. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> With a little body. And uh, all four feet, three inches of her. Three wow. inches. I wonder if the role was four written feet. for a, a body type like that, or they were just like, we want some creepy lady, and she came in, and they were like, that's it? Yep. I love it when she's like, uh, uh, come down here. You're going to give me whiplash. And she has to like, look up at the mom. She's mall. so cute. <laughs> she is so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at age 45. She gave up the comfort of a staple paycheck. Hmm. It's never too late, y'all. Never too late. She attempted an acting career and she succeeded and she went against the odds. And she did this movie actually was what like kind of boosted her into an A-list type actress. When you're looking for that certain type of person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She, I love her. Yeah. She's got a great Southern accent to mm-hmm. her. She's done some incredible movies, like we said, with uh, Teen Witch. And this know. one, she's also in 16 Candles. She's the oh, one that's yeah. playing yeah. the mm-hmm. the organ, the, what is it called? Pipe and when organ. she walks away, it like clicks clink in her purse. She's, so she's like, oh, she's so cute. Uh, she was born in 1933. She has passed away. She passed away in uh, 2010. Damn. Even though, like, she's done a bunch of movies, like, she has 56 credits to her name. And a lot of those are scary movies. She has that, like... She's got that way about her. That supernatural feel to her. Mm -hmm. And I love that she... In Team Witch, she's, like, the young, which is, like, mentor. Mentor, yeah. Okay, wait, so you said that you had watched part two recently, right? Yes. So does the family move? Yes. And it follows them? They relocate and it follows them. Because it wants them kids or what? Yeah. Well, it wants the. It is said, it is said in real life that 
children, especially preteens, feel the spirits in hauntings more than like adults do. Well, they're more receptive to they're it. They're more receptive, and they're the ones that are going to be possessed easier. I see. So that's what I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. So they move to a different place. The closet starts eating them again. Yeah. And the daughter gets pulled back in there, and she'd be like, Mom, what there, the fuck? There's no on? TVs allowed. The whole, like, the whole house. The is... whole, the father is banned, and everyone's like, Come on, can't we? Like, well, that's awesome because at the end of the movie, he pulls that fucking movie out of, yeah, the, right? TV out of, the, out of the, the hotel room. Yeah, no. he does. He's like, Uh uh-uh, we cannot sleep with this shit in here. Exactly. He puts his foot down, he's like, No TVs. Read a book. We're... <laughs> right? I do love the TV war he has with the neighbor who has the same exact remote. Oh, yeah. Remind me of Grumpy Old Men, and he was like, Kept fucking with his TV. <laughs> And they kept changing it to Mr. Rogers. Uh-huh. He's like, My kids want to watch Mr. Rogers. We got the football game going on. <laughs> like, won't you please? Please won't you be? Who the hell is this guy? Like he's all pissed that Mr. Rogers shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, those kids are little assholes in the first place. They yeah. straight up trip this guy while he's riding a bike and carrying like this six, 12, uh, six packs. Like One. Like this a potato dick. chip case of 12 packs. Yeah. My question is, what is a grown-ass man... Doing on a bike? Doing on a bike. <laughs> doing a beer run. What grown-ass man? Nobody in the house had a car? Maybe said, they had already... They you were said all Roger, drinking. the dude has the fucking bike because you don't want to fucking... They were all drinking. Yeah, right? I was going to say, maybe he, he had a little too much. It's mm-hmm. the 80s. People drink and drive all the time. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like a They yeah. just threw it in a paper bag. He wasn't that conscious to be like, you still get a DUI for being on a bike? What's the difference? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> maybe Steven didn't know that. I don't know. This dude walks through the house with spraying beer. I would say this as if Stephen was the director, and he maybe he Toby was. didn't know that. Maybe. I'm gonna say he knew. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> he doesn't do anything where he doesn't know everything. Yeah, you're kind of right. You're not wrong. I know. I'm not. I mean, <laughs> Zelda Rubinstein. Like I said, she passed away in 2010. Does she die any creepy way? Is she part of the curse? No, she's just old. That's um, a curse, man. <laughs> the curse of getting old. <laughs> well, strangely, she had a movie that came out in 2014. It took them a long time to make that movie, I guess. Like Maybe it was shelf like a Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, possibly. Uh, before that, she was on Scariest Places on Earth from 2000 to 2006. So I think she was the voice, the narrator. What is that? Scariest places on earth, apparently. Looking it up because I like that. Yeah. Sounds creepy. Mm-hmm. But she did a great job. Yes, Zelda, you will be missed. You make this movie. Mm-hmm. Joe Beth Williams is up next. Okay. Joe Beth Williams plays the mom. Mm-hmm. I liked her. I thought she did a good job. She was hot. She was hot. She was cute in her little booty shorts and stuff. <laughs> and- <laughs> She was a fun mom. Yeah. Like, I love where she looks at the bird and, and when it dies, she's like, Oh, shit. Tweety, couldn't you have waited for school day? Who who flushes a bird down the toilet? Is, is that a thing? My thing is, she held that bird up there for way too long. She's just dangling above the toilet. <laughs> drop it in. Yo. Don't drop it in. You're going to have to call a plumber. It's not a turd. It's not going to be able to go through <laughs> there, like, smoothly. That's true. It would not. I had birds, and we never flushed them. They're not fish. We buried them in the fucking front yard. Pet cemetery up in my house. Dude. So she started out like uh, a lot of actresses in TV. 
and she worked her ass off and she did TV show after TV show after TV show. It wasn't until she did Poltergeist that she started to receive recognition. You know what I love her in? What's that? Dutch. She plays the mom, like his oh. girlfriend. Dutch, you ever seen Dutch? You ever seen Ed O'Neill? Yeah. And oh, it's he, a good-ass movie. He's dating her, like, she's he's dating, he's dating her. dating this woman, and... She oh. has this, like, asshole prep Preppy school son. son, and it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, yeah. and he so volunteers. So picture Al Bundy yeah. being the new boyfriend. Oh, God. And so he volunteers to go pick him up from boarding school because the dad can't come, mm-hmm. and they have, like, this horrible venture on the way back. Oh, my God. And yeah. Yeah, the kid's just like a... Stupid little shit, and he like <laughs> finally like doesn't even like care anymore, and he just does things too. Like okay. it is really fucking hilarious. It's a good. It is a Christmas. Yeah, it's a good Christmas movie. It's a good, okay. Yeah, is it Christmas or Thanksgiving? I think I'm pretty sure it's Christmas. You might be right. I'm pretty sure it's Christmas. He was trying to get her home for Christmas. <laughs> I'll, I'll tack it on to my Christmas movie list yeah. then. Nothing it's, burps uh, better than bacon. Ah, Nothing burps better than bacon. Oh my god, that's his line. I, I believe it. <laughs> Your water looked tasty. <laughs> Oh, you know, like, <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> so it's no. like, a, it's, it's planes, trains, and automobiles meets Al Bundy. Al Bundy. And a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> meets fucking problem child meets mm-hmm. Richie Rich. Dutch. Dutch, look it up. It's a good one. Dutch, really good movie. Not the movie we're talking about right now, though, but Joe Beth Williams. Mm-hmm. In addition to doing that movie, she started in TV. And like I said, once she did Poltergeist, that's when people really started to notice her. And she was getting bigger roles, like she was playing <laughs> Dustin Hoffman's uh, "quote unquote" visitor in Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> so she does a little nudity in that one, okay. and she has done all three Poltergeists. And even though she does movies here and there, she found her niche in TV, and so she's went on a long-ass run of TV shows from Heart of Dixie to Perception to uh, Marry Me. She did uh, recurring roles on all of them. And she does a lot of guest star roles right now. Like she just did a spot on uh, Station 19 What's with uh, Jaina oh, Ortiz. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's doing fantastic. That's good for her. Yeah. And uh, in this movie, I thought she did a really good job. Well, she is like the hero because she has to, it's all on the mama. Yeah. Yeah. And she delivers like you feel for She's her. She's got to go through there. Yeah. I, I just want to say like they look so exhausted once they like show them after not sleeping for a couple of days. Yeah. Like they could have used the fat ass joint to go to sleep because they <laughs> needed it. They needed to sleep. But imagine if they did go to sleep. You know. I would have been like the daughter. As soon as it popped off, I would be like, I am staying at Helen's house. Yeah. I don't know what you guys want to... You call me there. when this shit is done. When it's done, I'll come back and get my stuff because we leave it. Yeah, we're not staying. We should. Everyone should just relocate it. I don't... I mean, that's just like... You said they did and it followed them, so they fucked. I know. It's So were they built true. on top of another graveyard? Like everywhere they go, there's bodies underneath them? No. <laughs> okay. No, it literally is like the spirit just travels. They have it out for him. Yeah. It's, it's like, like paranormal a, activity, huh? 
Kind of, actually. I, I You're starting to notice a little similarities with that one as well. Okay. All right. I like gotcha. those. I love but those. Those are pretty good. They are really good. Um, They're actually really good hair. Yeah. Hair I think the first one is not that great, but the ones after them are... I don't know. The first one was really good. The first one was good. The one... Is it number four where she has like the girl? Is that the dark ones or whatever it is? Where the like it's like a whole cult or something. Yeah, it's like found found footage, but it's done. It's usually done pretty well mm-hmm. for a found footage one. It's just like security cameras in people's house. Yeah. I see. Um. Anyway, oh, wow. I like the one where they go back to the eighties. Ooh, yeah, that one's so good. Okay, so Joe Beth. <sighs> She not necessarily was part of the curse, but she did have some spooky shit happen to her. Oh, yeah? She said that every day when she would leave to film this movie, the picture by her door would be askew. She'd fix it, go to work, come home, the picture's askew again. Now, she would be like, she, to make her feel good, she would be like, maybe I just slammed the door too hard and I just keep skewing the... Sure. Mm-hmm. But if we Logic. believe in this motherfucking curse, I mean, something's coming for it. Honestly, there's only so many times you can like move it, and then I'll, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's three. Mm-hmm. Two's a coincidence, Two. three's a pattern. Exactly. Like, oh hell no, I'm out. Yeah. Too bad we can't stay, baby. This is a nice get out. We can't stay. Can I give you? Do you have anything else on her? Uh, I like the big chill. All right, it's mm-hmm. a good movie. That was a good one. I got a fun fact. I bet you didn't know. I probably didn't. If it's about this movie. Did you know that Steven Spielberg makes a guest appearance in this movie? I did not. I didn't even know that. Where? You might recognize him in the bathroom scene. His hands are the one that are peeling the face. Ew. That's Steven's beautiful hands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) Just like you up a little bit. it kind of like throws it off a little bit. You like that though? Now when you look at it, you'll know it's him. I honestly wow. love it when the director or, or producer of a movie wants to like get into it, like really get hands on, like yeah. wants to be so much a part of it. Like mm-hmm. I dig that. I do love an Alfred Hitchcock okay. that shows up somewhere. Exactly, me too. So, sure. Or Stanley. Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick. I thought that's who you were talking about. Stanley. Stanley. Oh, Stanley. Okay. Yeah. Stanley always makes it. So I know yes, that he he's not going to be in the movies anymore, but can we do like a, a fake him or like? No, I don't want a fake Stanley. I'd rather have a fake Stanley than not have anything that has him in it. I think you got to leave him alone. No. I mean, I know that they have back footage of him. Mm-hmm. You can't just splice him in somewhere. I They might do that. They Put might. his pictures It's the on same shit. way they're doing Princess Leia and uh, Carrie Fisher. That's R.I.P. what I'm saying. I want to see that too. Like, uh it's it's possible. I mean, the way CGI is working. Yeah, now, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I respect that. I respect. I don't respect that. I I miss Stan. I miss him too. I just I wouldn't want to cheapen his legacy by putting something else in. There. I think I would agree as well. So, Craig T. Nelson. This is the movie that put him on a map as well. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know who that is. Coach. Oh. <laughs> before he was coach, he was Craig T. Nelson. Before. See, oh, coach, this is before he's coach. Coach came out in 1989. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was this right. I said it earlier. I was like, he's like 90. Still, uh, still so looks like this sad. was his big breakout role. To he might degree. not have hair no more, but he looks exactly the same. <laughs> he really does. He does. He had done a fair amount of work before this, mm-hmm. and he was... Doing a lot of stand-up comedy. 
But uh, this was really yeah, his opportunity to stretch his acting legs and show people what he can do. And on uh, or off the train, whatever he was, I think he turned in a fairly solid performance. Yeah, he's supposed to be like you scattered know. and distressed anyway. Yeah, so especially that. the way that this was shot. Yeah. And the things that he had to do, he has to rationalize these things in his mind. Like when they're basically eating the house in the end and he's like getting the car and this, that and the other. And he goes back to Mr. Teague and he has to ha- say that line. Yeah, that's another thing that I thought. It kind of like throws me off. It's like, you're stopping to do this. Save the people in the house. That's what I'm saying. Get them out of the house. He literally stands at the house. Deal with that dumbass later. And he looks at the house. All the lights are flashing. And he Uh knows, you already know shit's popping off. It's not like, what could be happening? No, you already know the house is trying to kill them. I almost feel like this is why uh, Toby and Steve had creative differences. Because he just stands there and he's like, it's those uh, little what's things her name? Don Donna, Donna. Yeah. And he like screams the wife's name, mm-hmm. and then he sees the boss and he yells at the boss. And then when he tries to save them, then a casket comes up and like blocks his way. Mm-hmm. You could have fucking ran. You should have ran to the door. The casket could have came up. Then you would have ran around the side to like try to get in the house and run to the boss and mm-hmm. then yell at him like, "What the fuck, bitch? This is all your fault." Yeah. Which it is. Totally is his fault. Yeah. Always gonna be coach. 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 We already talked about him last December. Yes, we did. In The Family Stone. Yes, we did. He, like, he's timeless. He mm-hmm. was in Grace and Frankie. Mm-hmm. Loved him. Uh-huh. He's also oh, Zeke Braverman. We talked about that as well in uh, Parenthood. Braverman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he's a patriot. I love that, that movie. Uh, this is the oh, no, the show. Sorry, sorry. However, sorry, I do love that movie. Sorry, I love that movie. Another Spielberg movie. Yeah. I thought that's what we were referencing. And then I was like, thinking in my head, I'm like, he probably was in that movie. And then I was like, no, 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 no. And I've never seen that show. Spielberg, uh, we've talked about him. This is our fourth time. He's an incredible filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah, We did The Color Purple. We We did did The Color Purple. We did Jurassic Park. And we we did did Jurassic Park. I listened listened to the Jaws and Jurassic Park Mm. forever. Yeah. I should. Did you ever get that picture I sent you? Yes. He was at the fucking prop house. I was at the Universal prop house, and they have a encased scenario where it has the hard hats, and it has. Oh my god! It has like specific props from the movie. Uh, in cased in glass, and it shows like this is from Jurassic Park That's one, the- and they don't do that for every movie. No, I'm sure not. It's very rare that they do stuff like that. But I mean, they also have Steven Spielberg Drive, you know. So there's that. that Who is doesn't so want to have And Steven like- Spielberg Drive leads you to the lake where Jaws is just hanging out. So I do want to say that. Speaking of uh, someone who has stuff named after him, uh-huh. Tyler Perry just opened up his studio oh, yeah. in Atlanta this week. And every sound state, this studio is so big that you could put Disney and like Fox and MGM studios in this studio. Fuck. And there's still like 60 acres worth of like fuck shit. It's like Damn, massive. And he named. Um, a bunch of sound stages after prominent black actors like Spike Lee, Cicely Tyson, Love it. Will Smith, and Will was there. Ashley's working with Cicely. I right know, now. I know. So well, she got a fucking 
set named after. Love it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah, Coach will definitely have some more movies with that full in it. Mm-hmm. But he did a great job as being the cool dad. Saving, trying to save his family, man. Yeah. At the end of the day, man yeah. trying to save his family. And that being said, I'm out. <gasps> you out? Bye. Felicia, it is time. Okay, so I'm going to hit you with these fun facts quickly. You ready? No. Ah. I'm ready. <laughs> so the real house is in Sydney Valley, <laughs> California. So you, if you live out in the valley, go look for it. It's there. Okay. Um, I'm not looking for it. You don't want to go to the house? No, I don't. I'm not going. How are you going to make it taste so good? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pour all the Kahlua in there and just like a... that good vanilla from Mexico. You know that French vanilla. Show good. So, um, show good. In the scene where Carol Ann is staring at the TV and it's all snow, yes. you notice the clock that's on the top. It shows a certain time. What time is the show? Two thirty-seven. Oof. You know what those numbers are? It's the numbers from The Shining. Mm-hmm. And people oh also like God. one, two, three, seven. People like to point out that uh, the Torrance's car was a yellow bug, mm-hmm. and at the very end scene where everything is being destroyed and they're driving off, you could see a yellow bug sitting there, and it gets flipped over. Mm. So, I don't know if that's a nod to The Shining or not, but it's a cool little Easter egg for people who are looking for it. Another story of possession. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how 237 in both situations shows a child in danger. That's uh-huh. what it, it hints to. I never I put those two together. That's really cool. Bam, bam, bam. So, the last uh, in the Get Out, mm-hmm. they did the same thing. I, yeah. Yes. So, you know, scary movies like to throw those numbers in there. So the big skull that pops out of the closet at the end, uh, it wasn't necessarily supposed to be a skull. It was supposed to be like an old man head. Uh. It was supposed to be like whatever was possessing the house was this creepy, creepy old man head. And then, yeah. 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 But it didn't end up coming to be, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to fucking deal with that. (laughs) Because I don't want to see an old man head. That's kind of sounds spooky. Yeah. No. Scarier. <laughs> Scary, scarier. Um, so lastly, you guys, let's talk about that wall scene where she gets pulled oh, through the yeah, wall. Oh, yeah, that trick yeah. photography. So the trick photography is that the set is built on a rotating box, mm-hmm. and she's just basically rolling on the bottom end of the box. But the camera stays in the same position, so it looks like the bitch is rolling on the ceiling, when really the ceiling is on the bottom like the floor. Mm-hmm. So... In that scene, what they were supposed to have was black tentacles pulling her and dragging her across like the ceiling in the room and everything. But when they looked at it, it didn't look that good. So what they ended up doing was deleting it all together because less is more. Kind of mm. like Jaws. You see Jaws very little and he spooks the shit out of you. Not seeing something drag her around the room was way more scarier. Yeah. To Biggest villains the are the obvious. ones when you don't know what it looks like. Exactly. And that is all I got on this Poltergeist movie. And that wow. is Poltergeist and we out, no? I'm Almost. so tired. I'm so tired. I know you are. I'm so, I'm, I'm also kind of fading. I know. We're done. I'm just fading I'm, fast. I'm on Eastern Standard Time and it's it's 5 a.m. <laughs> I love it. It's 5 o'clock? Oh, yep. Cheers. I know. Shit. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. 
It's not five o'clock in New York. You can drink. Oh, got you. Shit, bitch, bitch got me. All right, well, you guys know what time it is. It's time for Z for the people. Yeah, that, was, that actually sounds good. You haven't sang with me in a minute on that one. I haven't. So, been working on it. Wanted to surprise you. Oh, Learn how practicing. to breathe better. <laughs> He's like singing from the diaphragm. <laughs> so, um, in honor of Dominique, I picked this Z for the people, and it's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. So, I feel like if Dominique would have had somebody watching her back, because thinking of her going on set with bruises and the makeup people are like, oh, we just want to put makeup on you because you're already bruised, but not sit and talk to her or try to get her help. Yeah. It's kind of fucking shitty. And maybe back then. In the, really fucking shitty. Yeah. In the early 80s, domestic violence isn't as serious as it is today. I mean, it was serious, but it wasn't taken as serious. Yeah. People and are more alert to it now. People like, are way more alert to it and they see the signs and now we act more than we used to. So this, not makeup ready is not the same as what she... Yeah. No, yeah. I'd be like, I can't have you on set because you're just depressing as fuck, but I am going to put you up in a shelter or in a hotel so we can figure out what to do about you. Mm -hmm. Um, So this charity or this hotline has been going on since 1996. And it has helped out so many people. Like even by the 2000, it had hit like 40 million helps that they've helped people. So if you ever want to call this people... Because you're in a relationship that is domestically violent and you can't get away. You don't know a shelter where to go to take you and your kids if you have any. Or just to get counseling on to, you know, help with the the traumatic stress that you will be caused by the situation. They have a hotline. It's 24 hours a day. You can call anywhere in this country. If you're out of our country, they also work with international domestic violence places. So if they can't help you, they'll be able to send you somewhere that can't help you. So call 1-800-799-SAFE. It's 1-800-799-7233. And you can call anytime. You can call right now. You can call Anytime. And you don't even have to call. They also do text messaging mm. if it is too difficult for you to talk or, you know, you don't want to get caught up. You can just text them and they can also give you the support that you need. Yeah. So awesome. that is exactly why I picked this. If you go to thehotline.org, you'll find out more information about donating and helping if you would like to help or if you need help. So that, my friends, is Z for the people. Uh, so I we like that. That's a good Z for the people. Thank yeah, you. that thought, was a really good I one. I thought it would be. I couldn't think of anything, and then that came to me, and I was like, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back next week, you guys, and follow us. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Cue the music. We, we out. But before we go, <laughs> real quick, okay? You got to give me a real, real quick Hollywood Close Encounters. Who you know? Oh, okay. Does it have to be here in Hollywood or no? It, no, be it in just New means York. that yeah, it just means that you met someone famous. Well, this happened a really funny story, really quick. Uh, San Francisco, actually, I uh-huh. had just left the Punchline, and we were going to this pirate ship bar. And, um, yeah, it's like literally (laughs) like there is like platform, wooden platforms, like boats in this like open lagoon. I think it's called the lagoon, isn't it? Yeah. In Knob Hill. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I was leaving behind a bunch of people 
I was walking in. They were getting the table. And as I'm walking in, there is Colin Hanks. Nice. Love Colin Hanks. Walking towards me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, it's Colin Hanks. I'm thinking, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And I was like, dude, it's you. And he's, like, uh-huh. he's like, yeah, it's me, it's me. Like, dude, it's you. That's, that's, that's all what I, I would have said back. That's all I could have said to him, right? And so then he's walking away, and I'm like, this I is it. I love Orange County. This, well, <laughs> what I go is, I loved you and get over it. Nice. You know that movie, <laughs> yeah, Cisco? I do. I loved him and get Kristen over it. Kristen Stewart, yeah, Martin great. Short. His most, like, cheesiest teen movie. And he stops, turns around, he's like, really? Nobody <laughs> ever says that. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. So that wait. That shit was hilarious. So then he goes his separate way, and I'm like, oh, do you like I just said that of all the movies. Orange <laughs> County, right? I could have said anything else. What the hell is wrong with me, right? A couple months go by, whatever. I'm back at the punchline, and you know how when a comedian's on, they like try to sneak people in to like sit. Mm-hmm. And I knew all these guys, so they're just like, just sit at the bar, sit at the bar. I'm like, okay, great. So I slide in, and I'm sitting at the bar, and all of a sudden I turn to my right, and guess who the fuck's at the bar? Colin Hanks. And I'm like, oh my god, time to redeem myself. Like, dude, it's you. <laughs> oh my god. And so wait, the comedian's done, whatever. And I turn over, like, hey, Colin, it's you. And he's like, yeah, it's me. Still me. Like, <laughs> it's like, still me. I don't know if you remember me. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, I told you I loved you and get over it. And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, I fucking remember you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person I've in only history. In his You're the whole... only person who's ever seen that movie. <laughs> so if you run into him again, you can say yep. it. Third he'll, time's a charm. He'll fucking. I've seen the movie. It was good. It's good. I mean, it is. But it's funny as it's shit. Hilarious. I don't. I would not say that's his it. movie. I though. wish I could pluck a pluck. <laughs> I want to see you pluck, pluck. Keep icing your front bum. <laughs> I need you. I need you. <laughs> not really. <laughs> it's so a solid funny. movie. I love when so. he goes up to fucking. Oh, what is her name? Kirsten Dunst. Mm. He's got this big ass cheesy smile, and he's just this. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an it's asshole. so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. And so that's uh, your that's, Hollywood I mean, Close Encounter. That's, that's my Hollywood Close Encounter. That's a good one. That's a good encounter. one. Yeah. <laughs> so Colin fucking Hanks. Colin Hanks, man. <laughs> it's you. It's you. It's, it's still me. <laughs> so uh, if you guys have a Hollywood Close Encounter, please email us at Lights, Camera, Cocktail, no S. Get, Get that ass out of here. Yup, at gmail.com. I'm tired. I'm not that tired. I know, good. I am that tired. Um, <laughs> please follow us on Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, Podbean, anything you get uh, I, uh, podcasts. Ooh. I'm feeling this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywhere you get podcasts, that's where we're at. Please like and subscribe us and uh, tell a friend. Mm-hmm. I told my friend and now she's on the show. Yep. Um, <laughs> I tell my friends they're not good friends. They don't come to see me. <laughs> No, they do. I came from New York. So, uh, yeah. So, that's us. Please follow us, like us. iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Spotify. All that shit. All that shit. You guys know the shit. If you like us, look for us on some shit. So, Mm -hmm. um, we're about to get ready for next week's episode. No, we're not. We're going to sleep. I'm so tired. I can't do this right now. Lights, camera, cocktails. Okay, fine. We're doing it. Okay. Hold on. Let me... (sighs) Let me slap you to wake up. This character... She's really good at it. Oh, no, that was, I got that it. was a bad slap. I finger, like, top finger slapped him. Top finger slap. What's a top finger slap? I didn't give you a palm. I just got to give you the fingers. Phalanges. Mm-hmm. Don't mush me. So, we have just... not really rehearsed this together. I mean, no. Lenny and I did a little, a little bit. bit. 
but everybody's tired and uh we're gonna do what we can and we're gonna knock it out all right then in that case here we go you don't have to kill anyone ah possession good learn to throw your voice for your friends funny parties no we just want you to get some people out of our house ah, i understand i understand well in order to do that, I'm really going to have to get to know you guys. You know, we're going to have to get real close. Move in with you for a little while. Get to be real pals. You know what I mean? <laughs> Save that guy for later, huh? Uh, my <laughs> wife and I have a few questions. Sure, sure, sure. You know, shoot. Well, well, for instance, what are your qualifications? Ah, well, I attended Juilliard. I'm a graduate of the Harvard Business School. I travel quite extensively. I lived through the Black Plague, and I had a pretty good time during that. I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. Not to mention the fact that you're talking to a dead guy here. Now, what do you think? You think I'm qualified? <laughs> you're just looking at me. I couldn't. I just want to know if you could be scary. Ah, scary. I really I didn't understand. You're a little scary. What do you think of this? You like it? No, I don't. Every time you say, and it keeps on getting funnier, your face is My so good. It's, it's so good. Yeah, you're just trying to get those eyebrows. I try really hard not to laugh because every time we practiced it, I was like, it was a lot of Well, that's good to know because i got to do a monologue in a couple weeks for... Uh, some Ooh, stuff, but ew. it's a it's a scary monologue. You? Yeah. Scary? Yeah, I know, scary. right? What? Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a regular monologue and flip it and make it scary. Because oh. that's what they teach us at Playhouse. I Anything like that. Anything can become something else. Cool. True. True. I like that. <laughs> it's all about the behavior. All right, you guys. That is our little uh, jelly bean for next week. Oh. We yeah. hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm we very excited. Did There's five. We didn't realize that there was five weeks in October, so we get an extra. Yeah, we only planned for four, and then yeah. this week I counted. And this one's so exciting too. Yeah, I, I love this love one's this so movie. good. This one's so, so good. So so good. Uh, I didn't even kind of ask you if we could do this, one. I kind of just <laughs> threw it, it on you. Like, I texted him. I was like, "We need another movie. There's five weeks in October." <laughs> I didn't even. Add, I didn't say like, "All right, how about these movies?" I just like. He said, "Let me think I gave on it." The scene. Yeah. He's like, "Let me think on <laughs> it." Then I got the scene. I was like, "I'm down." <laughs> Alright, we are out. Yes. Gonna get some sleep. Very little, but we're gonna get some. Let's get it. Yeah. And we will see you guys right here next week on Lights Camera Cocktails. Cocktails. They're here. They are not fucking here. <laughs> They're in your room, Jason. <laughs>